Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In this video, I'm gonna be going through my rest of season rankings at the wide receiver position. In my rest of season rankings for the running backs, which are already up on my channel, I kind of went through this whole spiel about what I was kind of factoring in, what I wasn't, and basically to like make it quick, I didn't really focus a ton on bye weeks because I do think it's different you know, for every team in terms of their record, right? Like if you're a team who's already locked up their playoff spot, you probably don't really care if a player has a buy, you know, like in week 12, week 13, week 14, because you're already locked in. You just want the best player going into the playoffs. So really, I kind of just focused on overall production. And then I also factored in injuries just because there is the uncertainty that those things kind of carry on for longer. And that's definitely an inherent risk that healthy players just don't have. But I do just want to run through the bye weeks from week 12 to week 14, just so you guys have an idea. You know, like maybe you're a contending team, but you don't have that playoff spot locked up. You may just want to know, you know, what players are not going to be available for at least one week. So week 12, it's the Cardinals and Chiefs on bye. Definitely some studs in those games. Week 13, Panthers, Browns, Packers, and Titans. And then week 14, Colts, Dolphins, Patriots, and Eagles. So those are the bye weeks, but let's get into the rest of season rankings. Starting it off at number one, it's Cooper Cup. I feel like this one's pretty clear. You've got Cup and Devontae Adams are probably like the obvious number one and number two. Those guys are just studs, high-end wide receiver ones, rest of season. And number three, I have Tyreek Hill. I feel like he's just outside of that group. He really could be in there if this Chiefs offense was looking good. But unfortunately, it's not. He's still, you know, a great option rest of season. Just not quite up there with Cup and Adams, in my opinion. Then at number four, we have Justin Jefferson. The man just continues to ball out. The Vikings actually came out, I believe it was two weeks ago, and basically said, you know, we need to make an effort to get Justin Jefferson the ball more. That is what they've done the last two weeks, and he has just feasted. He really has everything you want. He has the volume. He has the touchdown upside. He's a big time playmaker. So everything you want in a top tier fantasy wide receiver. And number five, I have Debo Samuel. The 49ers just continue to feed him the ball, whether it's in the pass game or the run game. Now he's basically operating as a running back for a decent portion of their game on Sunday. That doesn't really matter to me as long as they're getting him the ball and they are, and he is producing probably honestly the best player after the catch in the entire NFL. At number six, I have Stefan Diggs really starting to pick it up as of late. We saw him have a monster game in week 10. Then he kind of took a little bit of a step back in terms of volume in week 11, but he still got into the end zone twice. This Bills offense is going to be top tier. Even though they've been a little inconsistent this season, I still think Stefan Diggs is a great mid-tier wide receiver one. Then here at seven and eight, I kind of went with guys that I just feel really safe and confident with in my lineup. They've got great target shares on their team, and that is Keenan Allen at number seven and Deontay Johnson at number eight. Not really super flashy plays here, but these guys are just so safe with their floor. They're going to be targeted 10 plus times almost every single game, and I just really like them as locks in my lineup moving forward. And number nine, I'm probably a little bit lower on this guy than you know the rest of the fantasy football community. I have Jamar Chase here at number nine, and the only reason he's a little bit lower we know he has that big playability. He has the ceiling. He's definitely a touchdown threat. I just don't know if he has the floor like a guy like Keenan Allen or Deontay Johnson. Like it would be very rare to see a guy like Keenan or Deontay go out 
and have like three receptions. You know, normally those guys are like five plus receptions every single week. I think you could see that with Jamar Chase. He does have some competition in the wide receiver room, but really we're just nitpicking here because I'm still ranking him as like a solid, you know, mid to lower tier wide receiver one. At number 10, I have Mike Evans. And you know, there may be a conversation. Why is Mike Evans higher than Chris Godwin? They've been pretty neck and neck. Chris Godwin actually may lead him in points per game. And the reason is, I think that when Antonio Brown comes back, Mike Evans is still going to maintain the majority of his role. You know, he may see a slight decrease in his production, but I think Antonio Brown kind of mimics Chris Godwin's role more than Mike Evans. So Godwin may just see a little bit of a step back when AB returns, but still both are going to be really, really nice options. At number 11, I have a DK Metcalf. And honestly, when I heard the news that Russell Wilson would be coming back two weeks ago, I thought, you know, doing this video, Metcalf would be like a mid-tier wide receiver one, probably right up there with Stephon Diggs. That is not the case. The Seattle offense has not come around. Russ clearly is not the same, but I do believe this offense is going to bounce back and DK Metcalf is going to be a solid wide receiver one rest of season to finish out the top 12. So the wide receiver ones, CD Lamb is going to come in here. He may not play this week dealing with a concussion. Apparently they're optimistic that he will be able to go. Either way, I think he's just a really nice guy you want in your lineup. He hasn't been super safe, but he has had a huge ceiling. This is a really nice Cowboys offense. And so I like Lamb as a wide receiver option. At 13, probably one of the biggest fallers from the last rest of season ranking video I made is AJ Brown. I think I actually had him ranked up at number four. I just thought he was gonna see a crazy amount of volume with Derrick Henry out of the lineup. That kind of theory fell flat. The Titans have looked horrendous. He's also dealing with a potential injury right now. So, you know, still, you know, a borderline wide receiver one, but definitely has taken a hit since the last time I did these rankings. I already talked about Chris Godwin, just a really safe guy on a top tier offense at number 14. Terry McLaurin comes in here at 15. I could definitely see an argument for him being ranked higher. It just kind of seems like we go through these cycles with Terry McLaurin, like he'll go out, have a massive game. Everyone thinks he's like a, you know, top tier, mid tier wide receiver one option. Then he has a few slow weeks and it's not even really his fault. It's just the quarterback play. I don't think you can trust. And then people kind of start to get worried. And then he goes out, has a boom game. I feel like this is where he belongs. It's like a high-end wide receiver two option. After him, it is Marquise Brown. Hollywood has really just been super impressive this season, operating as the wide receiver one for the Ravens. So hopefully he can return you know, soon from that thigh injury. A little bit of concern, but I would expect him to be back. If he's not, then obviously he would probably want to drop a few spots. But with Lamar coming back from that sickness, I expect this offense to return to what they've looked like so far this season. And that leaves Marquise Brown as like a mid-tier wide receiver two. After him, I've got another young wide receiver. Michael Pittman just continues to ball out. I really like him as a buy low opportunity after his down week 11 performance. So Pittman, just a solid, you know, clear cut number one target on his own team. Jonathan Taylor is really the only thing that holds him back because Jonathan Taylor can single-handedly just like take away the passing game by being so dominant. But I still really trust Pittman as a mid-tier wide receiver too. I have Amari Cooper here at 18. We know he's not going to be playing on Thursday. He's definitely been disappointing so far this season. He's a guy I really liked coming in. Definitely has not panned out. It definitely looks like C.D. Lamb is the number one there. Amari Cooper is the number two. 
I still expect him to have a few more, you know, monster boom weeks before the season ends, but definitely not like the wide receiver one upside that I thought he could have. Then at number 19, I have DeAndre Hopkins. This may seem low for some people. I feel like this is basically exactly where I had him the last set of rankings I did. I believe that was after week eight. We know he's been dealing with an injury the last few weeks. He's been hampered, has not been able to play. They've got a bye here in week 12. So I expect him to be back in week 13. The issue here is I feel like a lot of the problems are still there. I feel like they kind of just got swept under the rug because he's been injured. DeAndre Hopkins has not seen the volume he has in years past. So, you know, it definitely kind of hurts to rank him as like a mid to lower end wide receiver too. But I honestly feel like that's where he is in this specific Cardinals offense that really likes to spread the ball around to Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz, AJ Green, Rondell Moore, James Conner. All these guys are going to be involved and that is going to hurt DeAndre Hopkins. At number 20, I have Antonio Brown. And this kind of feels low because when Antonio Brown was on the field, I mean, he was a mid-tier wide receiver one option up until he suffered that ankle injury. The reason why I could kind of rationalize putting him this low is because he has not played in a while. We don't know if he's going to be ready to go in week 12. I think we'd like to hope he's good to go, but we really just don't know. And the tough thing here is he outproduces Mike Evans and Chris Godwin when he's on the field, but the snaps just don't line up. He's the clear-cut wide receiver three in terms of snaps, but it really has not affected his performance. So when he comes back, I mean, he's still just a lock in your lineup every single week. And I honestly think the wide receiver position is the toughest to rank just because so many of these guys could be in the same tier. You know, you're basically going from like Antonio Brown. Like I could legit make an argument that he's like in the 16 range. All these guys could move up or down a few spots. It's very, very tough to rank them, but I kind of just tried to do my best here. After a B, I have DJ Moore here at 21. Definitely didn't have the ceiling yet early in the season. Still a solid like back end wide receiver too. Good to see that Newton is still targeting him like the number one option. Just having a Russian quarterback obviously isn't ideal for wide receiver production. Adam Thielen just continues to slot in this area as like a back end wide receiver too. Still fairly touchdown dependent, but the man is just good at getting into the end zone and continues to produce. After Thielen, I have Tyler Lockett coming in here at 23. Total boomer bust player. He should see a little bit of an increase if the Seahawks offense can get going. Unfortunately, they just have not yet. So he's going to kind of stay here as a back end wide receiver too. Basically, I feel like DJ Moore, Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, all these guys have jumped around rest of season rankings, but I feel like this is exactly where they're being picked in actual fantasy drafts. So just kind of the way that worked out. Then to round out the top 24, I have Jalen Waddle here. The man is just a volume monster. I think there's a slight chance he sees a regression in volume just when Devonta Parker comes back potentially Will Fuller if he ever comes off of IR. But for right now, he's just a super safe weekly play because of all that volume. Then after him, I got some young wide receivers to continue this. Chase Claypool at 25. Great to see kind of a bigger game out of him. You know, I kind of thought he was going to have this huge role when Jujuju went down. Hadn't really come together, but coming off that toe injury had a really nice game. Unfortunately, you know, it seems like Big Ben is just never going to get him perfectly on those deep passes. Should have had like a 50-yard touchdown in their game against the Chargers. Big Ben underthrows him. Definitely going to hurt his fantasy day, but still someone who I think is going to be like a fringe wide receiver too. Devonta Smith follows him up here. Obviously a very talented wide receiver. He's just going to be hampered by the lack of passing volume 
from this Eagles offense. At 27, I have Mike Williams, and I feel like this is where we get a little bit uncertain at the wide receiver position. We've seen Williams play very well early on in the season, hasn't exactly replicated that, had a big game on Sunday Night Football, but a lot of that was aided by like a 50-yard touchdown on a blown coverage, so you can't count on that every single week. At 28, I've got T. Higgins. I feel like this is kind of a season where it's going to end and his numbers are not going to look good, but he had all the opportunities. The volume is there. The yardage is, you know, pretty close to being there. It's just the touchdowns have not gone his way. I feel like a decent amount of that is due to Jamar Chase coming in and being the number one target, but I also feel like there's just a little bit of getting unlucky there with T. Higgins. So kind of like a mid-tier wide receiver three rest of season. Brandon Cooks here at 29. Tough to see because he started off the season so well, but it was just unsustainable when you're looking at how bad the Houston Texans offense was. And then the final player on here could have gone with a few different options. I ended up going with Jerry Judy. I kind of just picked the best player or who I thought was the best wide receiver out of this Broncos offense. You know, he's still kind of working his way back from that ankle injury. He's played two games. He's seen some solid volume, just really hasn't had a boom game because he hasn't gotten into the end zone. But I think, you know, he's going to continue to be like a flexible option in lineups. You know, you probably don't want him as your wide receiver two, but if he's like your wide receiver three, wide receiver four, I feel like you feel pretty good about it. But that is going to wrap it up for this video. If you guys enjoy the content, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. Go check out my other rest of season rankings. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.